Welcome to the Dream Job System, the only podcast that provides proven tangible strategies to help you land a job you love without traditional experience and without applying online. Get ready to level up your job search with your host, Austin Belsack. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dream Job System podcast. I'm your host, Austin Belsack, and today I'm going to share the three things that I looked for when I was interviewing people for roles at Microsoft. So in my five years at Microsoft, I interviewed a bunch of people all for roles on our team, right? And my job was to talk to these folks and understand who was going to be the best fit for our team in this role, who was going to add the most value. And when you interview a lot of different people, you see a lot of different applications, you hear a lot of different stories, you need a specific system to identify the people who not only stand out, but actually can deliver on their promises, right? So over time, I came up with three specific items or criteria that I looked for in all of the people who are interviewing. And these three things consistently identified the best candidates in the process. So if you are an interviewer interviewing candidates, you can leverage these for yourself. But if you're a job seeker, I wanted to share them with you so that you can incorporate them into your strategy for your next interview and you can totally knock the socks off this company and win that job. So the first thing is giving specific answers versus just sharing general answers, right? And what I mean by this was when I asked a candidate a question, I wanted to know that they really understood where I was coming from. I wanted them to show me that they'd done their research. They knew where Microsoft was at and where Microsoft was trying to go, that they knew where our team was at and where we were trying to go and why we were hiring for this specific role. So I actually had a bit of a litmus test. What I would do is I would take their answer and I would try to swap out another company name or another team name in. And if the answer still worked, that wasn't specific enough. I didn't feel that that was a good answer. So for example, if I asked them, why do you want to work here? If they said something along the lines of, well, Microsoft is an industry leading company that's been incredibly innovative in the cloud space. And I really want to be a part of Satya Nadella's mission to you know, empower the world and really make an impact on people. Well, if I swapped out Amazon for Microsoft, that answer would still make complete sense. And so to me, that is not a great answer. Instead, I'm looking for specifics, you know, along the lines of, well, I was listening to a keynote speech that Sachi gave, and he specifically mentioned trust. Now, in the world that we live in, trust is something that is as murky as it ever has been, right? We don't know what sources to trust. We don't know what information to trust. And something that I've noticed recently is that when you look at the people who are testifying in front of Congress, I see leadership from Facebook and Google and Amazon and all these other companies, but I didn't see leadership from Microsoft there. And why was that? Well, I think it's because of Microsoft's commitment to privacy and to trust with their customers. So I know that your team is specifically launching this initiative on trusted news, and I just want to be a part of that. And here's why I think I'm the best candidate, blah, 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 blah. So you can see that that person has clearly done their research. They're citing specific examples that only pertain to Microsoft. And then they talk about why they'd be the best candidate for this role to fit that vision. I couldn't swap in Amazon or Facebook or Google there and still have that answer make sense. So again, show me you know me. Show me you've done your research. And the candidates who did that, the candidates who were super, super specific with the answers that they gave always stood out from the other applicants. 
So the second thing was around side hustles. Did this person have something that they were passionate about outside of work? And it could be business-related, career-related. It could also be a hobby. But I always found that people who had some sort of passion outside of work, whether, again, it was training for a marathon, whether it was volunteering, whether it was taking courses and learning how to code or anything else, if somebody had a passion outside of work, that almost always translated to a fantastic employee. Why? Because people who have these things that they're passionate about, these projects outside of work, are passionate people, right? They care enough to invest in something outside of the nine to five, right? They're not just going home and firing up Netflix for four hours every single night. Not that there's anything wrong with watching Netflix or taking a breather when you need it. But when somebody is showing me that they have interests and they're willing to stand by them and they're super passionate about them and they're investing in themselves, I know that they're hungry to learn. I know that they're hungry to be better. I know that they have also interests that outside of just their job, right? They're an actual human being. And those traits, typically lend themselves well to great team members, great teammates, and great employees for the company that we're interviewing for, right? So I always love folks who came in and said they were guest lecturing, or they included the podcast that they hosted on their resume, or they talked about the courses that they were taking outside of work. All that stuff was something that I immediately glommed onto. And I always, always asked about it because it led to some really, really fun conversations and interviews too. So if you're not already doing something outside of work, again, personal or business, it doesn't only have to be business. But if you're not, I would consider trying to find the time to do that because it reflects really, really well on you. And also that's your chance to do something that's 100% yours, right? That's your chance to scratch your itch, whether you know, you've always wanted to be great at photography or whether you've always been curious about data science, like go invest in those things, go do those things for yourself. You're going to be happier for it, which is a much better benefit than just coming across well in interviews. And then the third thing that I always looked for were the types of questions that candidates would ask at the end of the interview. Surprisingly, a lot of candidates would say that they didn't have any questions. And that is a huge no-no because if we just had an hour-long conversation about a role and a team that you don't really know much about outside of the conversations you've had with other folks here, uh, I'm worried that you're, you don't really care about this or you're not super interested because questions are a huge part of being successful. Asking the right questions, getting the right information. There's no way we can be successful in anything we do without that ability, right? So what I always looked for were folks who, again, asked specific questions. Specificity rears its head again here. But if you were just asking a general question like, well, what's the day in your life like as a partner manager at Microsoft? Well, you know, I assume we'd probably already talked about it at this point. Um, but even so, that question doesn't really get to the root of what's important, right? Whereas somebody who shows up and says, hey, in the last conversation, I was talking to your colleague and they mentioned this specific challenge. Now, they said you've been doing X and Y, but have you thought about Z? And if so, you know, what are the limitations or challenges you're running into? Now, that right there ties in another conversation that they had, focuses on a challenge and also talks about how we're potentially addressing it. So we're having now this consultative conversation. I love to see that. The other thing that I love to see is people asking specific questions about how they'll be able to manage their time. Questions like, you know, does your team allow you to take on stretch projects? And if so, what kinds of projects have you taken on? That's a great question, letting me know that they're interested in doing more than just what's in the job description. They want to go above and beyond. They want to expand their scope, and they want to know if this company is going to let them do that. 
Asking these specific questions and asking these questions that go a layer deeper are so, so important. So those are the three things that are really going to help you stand out as a candidate in your interviews. You need to give specific answers first. You want to have something that you're passionate about outside of work, whether it's business related, whether it's a hobby, whether it's totally personal, that's all good. But you want to have something that conveys some of your personality and shows that you're an actual human outside of your job, especially with these culture-focused companies. And then third, you want to ask great questions. Now, all three of these things are based on amazing research. You cannot be successful at any one of these three things without having done your due diligence beforehand. So if you want to learn how to effectively research a company, we have a couple of episodes already, but you can also go to cultivatedculture.com forward slash interviews. We'll link it below in the show notes, but I actually talk through several of my research practices that I found to be super effective when it came to uncovering and identifying nuggets and information and opportunities and challenges that I could bring with me to these interviews to show that I knew what these people were looking for, that I understood what they were trying to achieve, and that so I could align my story and my answers to those specific things. So that's it for today. And before we sign off, I just want to thank you for tuning in and listening to these episodes. I hope the advice is helpful. I have a lot of fun putting them together, and I'm so grateful that you take the time out of your day to check them out. So with that said, thank you again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode of the podcast. 